live from Radio Row, we're capturing a lot of content that, uh, well, just it all doesn't fit on the radio, and that's what this is. It's an important story about an important organization, and that organization is vetsolutions.org. Robert Gallery joined us alongside Marcus Capone, and we did them back-to-back, and we're able to tell you the story of just some alternative treatments and, and how individuals battling some mental health issues can work on themselves and saving themselves and their families. And we're able to do that with contributions from v- two of my very favorite partners of the show. That's New Mexico Highlands University and the Duke City Gladiators alongside the Rio Rancho Event Center. It is a tremendous honor for us to be able to wear their branding while we are out here at Radio Row. So now, Robert Gallery and Marcus Capone on behalf of VetSolutions.org. Welcome back to the program. Radio Row has brought us a lot of individuals, obviously a lot of former NFLers, a lot of athletes, and one of those is Robert Gallery. But we're talking about what you got going on after your playing career, and you're here representing a really good organization, Vet Solutions. Um, talk about it a little bit. Talk about what's going on and, and how there's a resource out there for individuals who might need some help mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Yeah, uh, kind of the, the gist of it is, uh, you know, after my playing days, I dealt with some uh, some TBI issues yeah. um, I, once I found out <laughs> that it was from so some tra- traumatic brain injury. Uh, I dove into uh, getting healthy uh, physically and mentally. I uh, went through a couple years of of doing the the normal you know pharmaceuticals, the things uh, you know the modern day uh, medicine, um, and just things didn't get better. And I was introduced to uh, Marcus Capone, a, a former Navy SEAL, yeah. uh, who started uh, a foundation after his uh, treatment changed his life. And uh, I went through. Uh, that process, uh, received that uh, psychedelic therapy treatment uh, and uh, completely changed uh, my life and my family's life and uh, just, uh, you know, the way my brain works. Um, And it's just, uh, so I'm here to, you know, help um, for support of our veterans, obviously with 20 suicides a day uh, for our veterans, you know, I want to get the word out uh, for them, but also for for athletes. You know, we have guys, NFL guys that have had issues. Uh, we see the suicide rate is going up with 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 athletes or or other issues. So it's just uh, another option for guys. It's not a fix for everyone, but it's a uh, something that is uh, you know available for guys and is uh, is a real fix uh, for some of the issues uh, we may have post playing days. So I, I'm familiar with the positivity of psychedelics. Uh, as far as mental illness goes, I used to be in the mental illness field before changed careers and then came into radio and entertainment. Yeah. So, so I understand how a, a positive impact the psychedelics can have. And you mentioned traditional medicine versus psychedelics. Can you unpackage that a little bit for you, what effect that had? Uh, you know, for me, it was, you know, the, the antidepressants, these, these uh pharmaceuticals that I was on, uh, did it help uh, some? Uh, I learned over time it more mass stuff, uh, so yeah. it made it sure. uh, maybe a little better, but it was, you know, uh, 70% of, uh, or, you know, 70% of, of terrible is, is still not great, you know? And so for me, it was a couple of years and, and I didn't think there was any other answer. And uh, to be, you know, it's hard to talk about, but, you know, for me, I didn't know, you know, when the point was I was going to make a mistake uh, and let, you know, uh, you know, I had the suicidal nightmares. I had the suicidal ideation, these things that were going on in my brain that, you know, I couldn't control. Uh, and when you understand like, hey, this is, you know, it's until you've been there, you don't understand what it's about. But the, these these medicines would help for a little bit, and over time, it was back in the same spot. Uh, so, 
when I was introduced to the, the psychedelic therapy, you know, I, I was a different person after a weekend. And, wow. And, yeah. and, and it's, you talk to these guys. I talk to uh, a lot of veterans who have been through the program uh, before I went and did it. And, so, you know, it was kind of like everyone else. Like, like it's unbelievable. Like, uh, right. you can't believe this stuff. Sure. Right. Uh, and I was, but I was so uh, in the need for help that I bought in. I did the, the, the work beforehand with the therapist, the things to to get the most out of it and when I came out I was that guy like telling the story like and you know, I was a different person and my wife will tell you I was a completely different person she said she got um, you know her husband back our, our kids got their dad back um, you know for months afterwards she's like you just just would just stare at me because I you know the rage that all these things these issues I was having in a weekend you know it, it changed things around and i still work daily to do things it's not a magic pill right um, but for me I, I still work daily with you know hyperbaric chamber therapy and 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 all these different things to keep it but it was a, a reset for my brain and it, it has been for many many guys i mean there's scientific research um you know they're doing uh, marcus's uh organization they're they're working with hospitals doing studies um and you know going through it for me it's like you know, if I can help, like they've helped 450 some veterans so far, funded them to go do this. Amazing. And the the turnover for those guys is is the percentage is so high of changing their lives. I, you know, if I could do that for one NFL guy, that will get the conversation right. started. That hey, this is you know, it's okay to have issues and talk about it. I, uh, you know, some guys uh, aren't able to to speak about it. I luckily, um, you know, at my darkest time. You know, talk to my wife about it. I mean, she knew things were, I was struggling, but not to the extent that I was. And once we dove into things and then had this um, opportunity, you know, I want to, I want, if I can help one guy uh, talk about it so we don't have more NFL guys committing suicide or having other issues as right. we've been seeing, um, then it's, um, you know, well worth it for me to, to open about, up about what I went through. So I served in the Marine Corps, and I know there was, there's a lot of apprehension when it comes to, psychedelic treatment was it or therapy is it the same for professional athletes as well yeah i think we're all you know uh, you know i it's hard for me to put myself in in your guys's presence uh, of military veterans but we do we think the same and that's why when i heard marcus on uh, marcus capone on marcus latrell's uh, podcast you know i was thinking when i hear marcus tell his story I'm like that is me like i stopped on the side of the road driving <laughs> right. you know up through the mountains called my wife and it's like listen to this podcast and it was in a dark time for me and i said this guy talking i think it's me like wow the rage the uh, the, uh, the depression the, all these things um you know so it, yeah it's very hard and for me to open up you know i you know luckily have a very supportive family i have a, a great wife i've you know i you know i'm not broke you know all these things that add up you know people the stigma of suicide or, or having mental health issues right people are like oh i can't believe this guy did that yes uh well i can you know he's broke his marriage was ruined like it's hard enough i had the greatest situation in the world as far as family wise and support and it was still hard for me i almost made that mistake of of not asking for help uh so it's definitely a stigma but it's something once you've been through it uh you know it can definitely help uh, you know other people and that's why i'm open talking about it so and we're so very fortunate robert robert gallery joining us for second overall is that second overall draft pick in 04 off 04, the top of my yep. head and Whenever you came out to the NFL from Iowa, Iowa is obviously about as big of a football school as you can go to. And, and now you're at this point where you have to communicate um, all these 
informations about yourself, but how difficult is it to break down the barrier of going from, hey, I've had a success at this level and professionally I've done these things and my personal life looks from the outside looking in like it doesn't have a single flaw in it. How do you overcome that part of a conversation? However, our friends of the show might identify that when you're speaking to someone and you're trying to explain your story. What are some tools you use to say it's okay to not be okay? You know, I think, you know, a lot of it for me was the, the psychedelic therapy got me started because I, you know, it, it helped with, uh, you know, my ego and different things that before I'm like, I don't want people to know about this. Right. And it made me uh, more open to, to speak about it. And at the end of the day, yes, is it still a touchy thing? I'm a very private person. I always have been. But for me, uh, seeing and talking to all the veterans that have been through uh, Marcus and Amber's program, uh, or that they've helped out, you know, if I can help one guy, I see, you know, I see a guy that I emailed his foundation and the next day he called me. Yeah. Mm. Right. Wow. He, he wasn't selling me anything. He was, I said, I need help. And, you know, I want to do that for someone else. And he's him and his wife and their organizations uh, organization have been doing that for many, many veterans. Um, so for me, yes, when my ego says, Oh, I don't want my business out there, but I can also, I know the effects of how it can change your life and save your life. Uh, and so for me, it's shame on me if I don't help someone. Oh, I, had a, sure. I had a friend sure. uh, when I was going through my stuff that a friend of mine introduced me to. He was another veteran, and um, you know, he helped me through a lot of tough times, and, and he ended up taking his life. You know, and I owe it to him because you know, hmm. I, wish, I wish I had met Marcus before this so I could introduce him to this program. Mm-hmm. So. To me, it's shame on me if I don't. Yes, it's uh, is it hard to talk about because we're supposed to be big, tough, everything's great in your life. Um, but for a lot of people in the world, that's not the case, and, and there are ways to get help. I, I know this is a, a hot-button subject, a, a sensitive topic, but I would be remiss not to say that during your playing career, you had hair all the way down your back. But today we're mullet bros, brother. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, when I lost all the weight, you know, the long hair, I was like, this is not the same. I, I look like this skinny, like, kind of homeless looking dude with really long hair, super skinny. And now, oh, what like, mullet to look like. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exact same reason. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, hey, I'm still kind of hip, kind of cool with tattoos. You know, I'm still a big, tough guy, and the mullets are back in. So, yeah, I, I like it. VetSolutions.org is the organization you're here with and we're talking about. And, Robert, thank you so very much. You know, it's obviously this, we laugh a lot on the show, yes. you know, but we always turn it to the right temperature in the room when we're talking about mental health. And, you know, I, I personally, I've had my journey, and it's got Van, I know, has, and sure. Robert himself. And yep. for individuals to be able to have outlets to find their outlet, I think, is just absolutely important. And, and is it the same recipe for everyone? No. But is it affording these ingredients to some people who might need them? It absolutely is, yes. So, Robert Gallery, thank you so very much. Anything we missed before we go? Nope. Just uh, check, out, uh, check out their website, yeah. uh, vetsolutions.org, uh, and know that there it is okay. It is okay. Yeah. You know, we're talking to – you know, two guys that think they're pretty, pretty tough, you know, Marcus and myself, but it's okay to uh, deal with these issues and talk about it. And I'm a better person now for being able to open up about it and, and hopefully help the next guy that maybe one person that hears this, um, you know, will be able to move forward in his journey. Let's pursue this conversation further, guys. We're actually going to bring in Marcus Capone. We're going to talk to him. He is the founder of, of VetSolutions.org, and we're going to go over everything. So whenever we get back from that, more with Marcus Capone. Uh, tune in on 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Sports Animal. <laughs>
Welcome back to the program. Welcome back to Radio Row. Uh, how fortunate we were to sit down with Robert Gallery and talk to him about you know his story a little bit. You know, kind of by definition of a lot of people being at the top and kind of the toll that weighs on you there. And he talked a lot also about TBI and. Um, we talk about TBI a lot. We talk we about do. TBI pretty regularly. And yep. Robert was saying a resource to him was vetsolutions.org. And he was saying he had heard a podcast with our new friend of the show, Marcus Capone, who, who was kind of communicating uh, what he had gone through in his life and how he had found resources and techniques to help him and veterans that surround himself. And uh, here we are, at an absolute hero. Um, Marcus, welcome to the show. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Um, so so humbling. Yeah, you know Robert. Uh, Robert's a very close friend now, and it was you know it was really it was really cool to see someone like him reach out. Um, didn't know who he was at all. Um, I just I read the read the direct message, and you know there's just so much inbound now. It's very hard for me to even answer people on LinkedIn and all this stuff. But it was yeah. still early on where yeah. we were figuring stuff out, and uh, he just told me a story. He said, "Hey, um, I just I heard you on Marcus Latrell's podcast," and he said. You know, everything you said is literally what I'm dealing with right now and, and worse. I mean, almost to a T, he said, like, please help. And I, I respected that because then I looked him up and said, oh, Robert Gallery, um, number two. Yeah, you know, there's not <laughs> yeah, sure. too many shit. Uh, yeah. Number two uh, draft pick behind Eli Manning. And, you know, I was a, I was a college quarterback at Southern Illinois. And, and so um, I said, I'm, I got to talk to this guy and see what's going on. And, and man, what a, what a cool cat. Um, you know, we we started this uh, by accident. It was a grassroots effort, uh, as as Robert mentioned, the th stuff he was struggling with. You know, veterans and athletes, at least at the at the highest performance uh, athletes like Robert and, and what I consider like the top tier athletes in the military, which are special operations forces, sure. and places like SEAL Team Six and Delta Force and some of the the, the high end units. Um, you know, where I served, um, there's a lot of overlap. Uh, type A personalities, guys yes. who like to stay yeah. in shape, right. uh, guys who like to go hard, guys who like to win, be successful, whatever that means. And so, um, you know, when when uh, when I I was separated from the, I was retired from the military in 2013, which is a host of invisible wounds that. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was really struggling and it was really debilitating on my family, the relationships with my wife, with my kids, with my friends. I wouldn't answer them. I would isolate. Um, business was not going well, even though I was, I was doing okay. But it just my life was 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 you know falling apart, and a lot of it had to do with you know a lot of the brain trauma. I went mm -hmm. to multiple brain clinics, and you know when you start hearing about you know what your brain looks like under imaging, it kind of scares you of what sure. the future may be like, and so it, that scared me a little bit, and then. You know, I was on the, the really the Western medicine approach of pharmaceuticals from the VA. So a lot of antidepressants and, you know, all these things to sleep better and wake up and focus. And next thing you know, you're on seven or eight different wow. medications. You're like, how could a doctor even prescribe all these things? You know, they, they fall under a Hippocratic oath to take care of the individual. But this is crazy. Um, so I got to a point where I was considering suicide. Didn't really know what that meant, but I just knew that I was didn't want to be here anymore. And I thought my family would be in a much better place if they just drove on without me because I felt like they were just con constantly like picking up everything I, I kept I kept screwing up. And um, they were you know my wife was working in the background. She's a godsend. I, I call her a unicorn. Um, she runs our nonprofit day to day. Um, she's the executive director. She's, she's, <laughs> the, she's the commanding officer. I'm, I'm there just, you go. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm her pawn. I'm her. I'm, uh, but anyway, um, and you know, she was working in the background, saying, "You know what? I'm not going to let this happen. I'm going to figure this out." And she did. She uh, she read. She studied. She reached out to everybody. Dr. Malu. Yeah. I mean, she went everywhere, and she found. Um, she found an, uh, a doctor who said, you know what, I think, 
you know, he's he's a typical case where we're not really sure what's wrong with him. All these different diagnoses. Um, there's something that worked for this under individual. It's a retreat center in Mexico. It's something you've probably never heard of. It's psychedelic medicine, but it's it's done in a, in a medical it's a medical approach. So it's it's called psychedelic assisted like psychotherapy, where there's a lot of preparation work before you go down there. Then you do the medicine, and then there's tons of integration work after. I'm still integrating four years after. Wow. That's what I want to make a point to everybody in the world that's listening to this, is that, you know. The drug, uh, it pulls you out of the, the spiral and, and gets you out of the dark place, but it's the work you got to put in afterwards to keep you going. Right. You, you, nobody goes to the gym one time and expects to be in shape forever. Right. So this Wait, just, that's not how it works? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we wish, right? The, Damn the easy approach is take a pill and, and walk away and all your problems are solved. But no, you actually have to put in hard work. And... Um, and, and that's only going to get this thing you know, moving forward more with legislators and everybody else to say, hey, you know, this is not, it's not a panacea, but it is a tool that works. So right. I, I just learned, Marcus, you and I were talking before the show, and we had that, hey, where have we maybe crossed paths before? We're both Southern Illinois grads. Ah, there we go. That's what it is. So that's, <laughs> that's what I was, I was like, I'm trying to place you, Marcus. Oh, How would I know? And uh, of this room of 150 broadcaster tables and opportunities, there's probably the only two guys from Southern Illinois in the building right I bet. now. So They're there you slukies. go. <laughs> yeah, super, super small world. I, I forget the name of the mascot every time. The Salukis. Salukis. Saluki. Yeah. 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 I, I think I say it wrong, but I'm saying it right when I say Saluki. <laughs> oh, it's a Saluki. It's the oldest known dog to man. It's like, like an Egyptian dog. It's an Egyptian dog. Yeah. Like this, it actually has hair. And we used to um, chase it across the field before the game. Like that was, you know, people come running out of the, like the, the tunnel. We didn't have a tunnel at Southern Illinois. I think they have one now. They actually built a really nice facility. But we would, we would chase these dogs across the field. It was kind of funny. So when Marcus was there, we chased him down College Street. Is what it was. That was <laughs> that's the neighborhood. That, it was. It's a loose town. It's a it's a loose little city. I had so. a lot of fun at Southern yeah, Illinois, to say the least. That's <laughs> how unique of an experience we are having. So, you you've been helping veterans. You've been helping you know footballers. You they got the the Fine gladiator mind state. Mm-hmm. They got the warrior mind state. How much tougher is it someone who's been in a profession like that for so long to turn that corner or make that first step uh, into into Treatment. Raising your hand and saying, I need help, yes. or just transitioning into the private sector? Uh, just the first step, raising your hand. Um, it's becoming more comfortable. It, it was defi- it's definitely not comfortable, though, especially like Robert said, like he doesn't want to you know, let his guard down. Um, for us, you really couldn't let your guard down while you're operating, because if you did have an issue, you, um, you, would, you would be put on the injured reserve, right, the IR, yeah. and you can't, you can't play in the big game. And, and you, join, um, you join the military, you join special operations forces, and at least the guys, that, and the individuals that I worked with joined to go to war and make a change, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, a, a, lot of those, a lot of the individuals are coming back with, you know, a lot of, um, like I said, um, uh, invisible scars, and, and they don't want to talk about it. But the more, the more I talk about it, the right. more our, you know, my friends talk about it, they're just going you know, to get their friends to talk about it. And that's how this started as a grassroots effort. After my, you know, my treatment was literally a 180-degree radical success, all Amber and I wanted to do was help our friends. Well, we helped our friends, and then they helped their friends, and they helped their friends. And to date now, it's uh, the nonprofit is Vets, Veterans Exploring Treatment Solutions. Um, we have now funded over 450 
uh, special operations oh, and yeah. combat wow. veterans to go outside the U.S. to receive the exact same treatment. You know, we're working our ass off to raise money and make sure individuals need the treatment uh, that they deserve. W why should we spend 20 years of sustained combat? The U.S. has never done that. Vietnam, World War II, mm -hmm. Korea. 20 years of sustained combat. Guys are coming and girls are coming back with over 20 deployments. I mean, yes. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome, but it's also crazy. You're not, you're just not the same after that. Right. And why, you know, it's our duty as, as a nation to take care of these, these warriors. Why are individuals going back outside the country to get the help they need? So that's what, you know, Amber and I are working on now, legislative measures. We passed a bill in Texas with Re Governor Rick Perry and Alex Dominguez. We're working, uh, we're sponsoring the bill out here in California, SB 519. We're working on a Georgia bill, a New York bill, Connecticut. They, everybody wants, because this makes sense. Yes. All this is a tool. We're not saying, hey, this is, uh, this is Burning Man and just go run around and do a bunch of psychedelics. Like th this is done in a real environment with real medical professionals and done correctly. That's how it has to be done. We don't want to lose this again, what happened in the 60s, where the government just shut it down and said, sure. no, these right. medicines are powerful, right. and they have to be taken with extreme caution, and they sh it's sacred. It's, it's, it's very, um, you know, it, what can be done in 10 to 15 years kind of happens in a week. Right. So, yeah. so, one of, one so of the original studies was at UNM in Albuquerque, where we're from. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Marcus, um, I am a veteran, uh, United States Marine Corps. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so, I like how you talk about the, the invisible scars. Is there anything that Vet Solutions offers for the loved ones, um, such as the wives, you know, the people that are back home, and when, you, when we come back from overseas that don't see what they're going through, is there something that helps them adapt to what they're going to be you know, basically seeing every day. Yeah, man, Robert, I'm, I'm so happy uh, you asked that question. If my wife was here, she'd give you a big, big, big hug and kiss because that's her focus. Right. Is, um, you know, I think, I think the U.S. did a terrible job in Vietnam. We didn't take care of veterans. And so Vietnam vets said, we're going to take care of our veterans. And, and probably like you, I feel like, I, th I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for us. I mean, right. we're, when we come back, I, I feel like there is. And, and maybe we don't know where, the, where to look. That, right. That's the problem always because it's very fragmented. But they're there. Um, so I always feel, at least, I can only, not only, but I speak from the SEAL community because that's where I came from. So I'll, I'll speak from that, and by no means, but I'll speak from that. We do a great job of taking care of the operator. Well, we'll give you this, we'll give you that, we'll give you free this and free that, and you know, we go to school, and we forget about the spouse, and we right. forget about the kids. And, and what we were finding out is as individuals were getting treatment like I went through, we're healed, and now the individual comes back, and the spouse is, is going, who is this new person? Right. I, I met you 25 years ago. Like, mm -hmm. you're back. That's what my wife said, by yeah. the way. She said, Marcus, you're what I met in college. Like, I can't believe this happened. Like, wow. you're back. And that's what the individuals are coming back, because their wives are saying, hey, this is the individual right. that I remember. This is weird. Yeah. Like, you, you've been a different person mm -hmm. since you've been on 12 de combat deployments. And so there's friction when an individual yes. comes back. So it's like, wait a minute. This is about building the family unit. How do we prevent generational trauma? Correct. So how do we take care of the spouse and the kids? And that's that. what happened with us is my wife started working on herself when I went to get treatment. When I came back, 
my connection to the kids were stronger. Just our family unit is so tight now. What we started doing says, okay, we need to take care of the spouses. So now we're, we're organizing spousal retreats and we're doing it the same exact way for the veteran, but we're doing it for the spouse and we're doing weekly Zoom calls. There'll be 35 spouses on the call talking about this stuff. And it's not a bitch session. It's a, how do I just become closer to my husband? How do I become a better you know, partner for him? And, and you know, the therapists are there saying like, hey, you gotta meet him halfway. You, right. can't, you can't run him over like you did for, you know, for 20 years. He's a new person now. Like he's ready, he's willing. Right. He's right. putting in the work. Now you need to put in the work. Love right. That. So yep. just do it together. And then the kids just, they see their family unit, you know, like thriving. Yeah. And now it, then, then the connection's there. So we're, we're, we have not forgotten about them. And it's mm -hmm. one of the first things that my wife wanted to do, say, hey, we're not going to forget about the spouse. We're going to bring her right up to speed with the operator. That's awesome. With, so. without, without psychedelic therapy, where would your family be today? Uh it, that's a loaded question. I think if you talk to Amber, um, her and the kids would have, would be out of the house, and I would probably be uh, I, I may be dead somewhere. Wow! And, and it's the reason where you know she reached out to her family, and said, "Hey, I, we can't do this anymore. We got to save yeah. the children." Um, you know, Marcus is is insane. I mean, I really was. And uh, yeah, I, I might not be here, or, or or maybe I would, but I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be talking on this show. Um, I would have lost my wife, my kids, and 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 who knows what would have happened and then what what would happen with uh, you know my, my my son Caden and my daughter Maggie and then you know their relationships and their kids right, right. this is like generational yeah. stuff that we can really stop right now and I know we don't talk about it but man we're so good at taking care of our bodies we forget about the brain and our mental health like yeah. let's yeah. do that too I mean just think if I went back as a, as a, as a SEAL operator now, I'd be so much better yeah. than what I was. You know, I was like angry and aggro and just wanted to like run through the front door. But now I could actually think and process and, you know, it's just a world of change. It's just the better. So. Do you ever give them a phone call or an email? You want to go back to the SEALs? Is that I, you, <laughs> I wish. Um, no, you know, I, I miss it. I, I really miss the brotherhood. I miss the guys. Um, I miss the team. You know, stepping off in the private sector is a different world. So, Marcus. This was a big deal. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Yeah. I feel honored. I'm always humbled to Appreciate just it. keep moving forward and, thank and you. be thankful for what's happening. So. Yeah. Whenever we get back from the break, more. Two men on. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The thank Sports Animal.